Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Underground. Uh, I'm your host today, Tyler Shirky. Uh, and uh, we are in now the second part of this series we've been doing uh, called After God's Own Heart. And coming at it in New Hope Underground, we're kind of approaching this series a little bit different than maybe we have series in the past rather than reading through the text and, uh, you know, trying to figure things out and under, understand it and which is all good things. Bible study is great. Deep Bible study, even better. Um, but I don't know some, of uh, some of the idea that we had for, uh, this series is, well, you know, what if we approach the text a little bit differently that rather than approaching it, maybe for the sake of information, content to consume, what if we approach it to pursue transformation? That's that idea of like, instead of reading it with your, with your mind, uh, you're receiving it with your heart, if that makes sense. And what made me kind of uh, consider this is I was just reading the other day in, in Hebrews chapter four, uh, verse 12. Some of you may be familiar with this. It says, for the word of God is alive and active Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, when you hear the word of God being talked like that, you know, talked about like that, man, that's not something you have control of or you master. Instead, you let it control you. You let it master you. And I think that's what God desires with his word sometimes. And so uh, last week we did a, kind of a, a spiritual practice where I read a, a short passage of scripture, which when you do this type of reflection, it's usually good to read a passage that is usually only somewhere from six to eight verses long, unless it's a story, then it might be able to be a little bit longer. And you'll read the text multiple times, very slowly, engaging it in different ways, uh, each time to kind of receive the text in, in, in a different way. That's kind of, again, engaging the text to pursue transformation rather than just information. And so I'm uh, once again going to, we were in this uh, series in the Psalms, looking at some of David's, David's Psalms that uh, talked about how he was a man after God's own heart and why. And so uh, today we're actually looking at uh, Psalm 3. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with it, Psalm 3 is actually a psalm that David wrote while he was fleeing from his son, Absalom. So uh, later when David's a little bit older, his children are grown up, and there's discussions about who's going to be king in the future. Uh, of course, he's naming Solomon as his uh, heir, and Absalom uh, becomes angry about that in some ways. And there's anyway, there's a whole story. I, I won't go into all of it, but it led to a little bit of a rebellion against David by his own son, which by the time it was all said and done led to his son dying, which was a tough thing. And so in the midst of all of this craziness, David actually writes the Psalm, which became the third Psalm in the canon of 150 and so we're uh, we're going to spend some time reading through it several times just to receive the word of God to allow it to do uh, its work on our hearts. And so uh, I invite you to to join into the process with me, not to just listen to it, not just to consume content, but to actually maybe position yourself in a place and a space that 
you actually can slow down and be and just be with God and and receive his word and let it descend down to your heart to not just receive it in your mind trying to figure it out or master it um, but instead let it uh, touch your heart in the deepest places so um, so I'll be uh, what we're going to kind of do is I'm going to read the text interspersed with periods of silence in between in which you'll be able to reflect Uh, I highly encourage you if you are listening to this right now and you're driving on the road or you're you know, out working in the yard or something like that. I mean, you can do this practice in spaces like that, but I would actually recommend you being in a place that's quiet, that you won't be interrupted, that you're not distracted by other things like other drivers or yard work or things like that, but a place that you can fully be present to God's presence. Um, So if that means you need to press pause and wait till later that when you can do this in a quiet space, uh, I would recommend that. So yeah, what what we will start out with is we'll just start out with just just one or two minutes of silence, and so I I'm gonna kind of put some background music on uh, on this, so uh, just to kind of give a, a context and a vibe to doing it. Um, but yeah, we'll take one or two minutes of silence, and then I will come into the first reading and give uh, j- just some questions, some filters to kind of think through the text. Um, as you approach it. So yeah, let's uh, take the next minute or two just to be quiet, to maybe you sit down somewhere, someplace where you're comfortable, but not comfortable enough that you're going to fall asleep or something like that. So you're you're attentive, but comfortable. Uh, maybe feet both flat on the ground. Uh, you can posture your hands, you know, palms upward as a, as a sign of... Uh, you know, just surrender to God, just whatever feels like the most surrendered position to sit in, uh, I invite you to do that right now.
And so in this first reading, I want to invite you to just pay attention as I read the text for any words or phrases that stick out to you. They may even some way, in some way, come across as louder than the other phrases or words. And I want to invite you to, to even pay attention to your your own visceral reactions in your body. Maybe a word or a phrase will bring tears to your eyes, or you might feel a swell of joy, or you might even feel a feeling of resistance to a word or a phrase. And then so at the end of the reading and the silence that follows it, just savor those words or phrases from the scripture. Don't try to figure them out, figure out why they're significant, or try to make application to your life at this point. Instead, just sit with those words or phrases and hold them before God, trusting that he is going to reveal uh, what you need to hear. Psalm 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. If you need to hit the pause button to reflect a little bit longer, you're welcome to do that. Um, but we'll continue each reading about uh, after about a minute of reflection. So in this second reading, I want to invite you to listen in the text for ways in which your life is touched by the word that you're hearing. Maybe pay attention to any areas of resistance that the Lord might be pointing out to you in the text. And a, a, a primary question that you might ask during this time of silence might be, what in my life or where in my life right now needs to hear this word today? 
And again, stay present with the word given to you. Don't get overly caught up in application in your life just yet, but just be be mindful and pay attention to where your life intersects with the word of God here today. Psalm 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord. Deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. Now in this third reading, you are invited to listen for any invitations that the Spirit might be extending to you. Is there something to which God might be inviting you either to do or to be contained in his word to you today? And if so, what would your response be? If Jesus were in front of you right now extending these invitations What would you say to him? So after the reading of the text, during the silence that follows, take that time to interact with God, to respond to these invitations and reflect on how you might live out those invitations he's presented to you in the text. Take this as an opportunity to offer your honest and unedited response to his word. Psalm 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. 
I will not fear though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. And now in this final reading of the text, I want to invite you to just simply rest in God's presence, almost like a child who has already received what he or she needs from their mother and can now just rest in peace and quiet in her arms. And in the silence that follows the reading, simply enjoy God's presence and recognize that he, God, is the one who will enable each of us to respond faithfully to whatever invitation you may have received from his word. Psalm 3 Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people.
And now to close our time in the text, uh, I want to invite you to, uh, we're going to have one more time of silence after this, and I just want to invite you to spend some time resolving to carry his word with you and live it out in your daily life. In the space to come, just before God, surrendered before Lord, the Lord, commit to continue to listen throughout the day as you are led deeper and deeper into the meaning of the text you've been meditating on today and how uh, it can begin to live in you. And then I will close this out in prayer. God, I thank you for how you speak in your word, that your word really is alive and active. It is that double-edged sword that cuts deeply into the deepest parts of who we are, heart, mind, and soul. And so God, I pray for those who are listening to this right now as they hold and savor the things that you may have spoken to them through your word, God, that they would not drop it and leave it here, but they would carry it into their day that you would give them deeper and deeper revelation into the meaning of the things you've shown them, that they would live it out, that they would hold it with them, that it would become real and tangible in their lives. So God, I ask a blessing over those who were a part of this practice, uh, that you would bless them, that they would have a strong sense of your presence as they go throughout their day. God, we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.